Well, hi, I'm Rick Dancer, and welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And we're doing something a little different because a lot of you have been asking, like, Rick, you meet the weirdest people. I got to watch Matt and see his face. Yeah. No, you meet some of the most interesting people online, and how do you do it? And you know what? I think it's just because I'm open to it. And I honestly will ask my next guest, our first guest, and these are people I meet. And I'm just going to have them on the show once in a while, uh, different folks, um, to just kind of have a conversation. Because I was listening to Jordan Peterson this morning, and he was talking about we've education is really a conversation. Um, it's supposed to be. What it's turned into is indoctrination. Uh, but what it's supposed to be is conversation where the educator and the educatee are both learning something in the process. And I think we can learn a lot from other people, and I certainly do. And so we're going to um, do that on this episode of Get Real with Rick Dancer. Our sponsors today are Albert Taylor, um, Endless Possibilities. Love these people. They are uh, basically group homes and also assisted living for people with different abilities. Uh, they do a wonderful job, and I'm going to play some stuff for you at the end of this uh, so you can see more about them. And also Chris Dental Family Dentistry, Michael Bratlin, my dentist, the doctor. Uh, always, uh, you don't have to have a vaccine to get into him. He believes that you should have the choice to do what you need to do. Um, he's there to take care of your dental health, um, not to mandate anything else about who you are or what you do. So that's who he is, and he is also our sponsor. So let's get on with the show. Is that the coolest thing, Matt? I mean, the coolest I've ever seen in my life. Yes. This is Matt Slavic. And yes, so tell so he's a realtor. He's 38 years old, unmarried. Um uh, as a, I mean, a couple more weeks and that changes. Yes. She, and, and I'm just gonna throw this out there because I think it's impressive. A virgin. <laughs> and I guess it's out there. I, yeah. And he is, his life's about to change because he's getting married, but also um, you, you have a, an interesting history and how did we even meet? Do you remember? Yeah, I think you were stalking me online. Um, <laughs> no, we, so, and I don't even have TikTok anymore or I don't, I don't look at it, but uh, I just, you, somehow you popped up on my, on my TikTok, the social media deal. And, and um, I just, I think I sent you a message and you just said, man, great content keep it up and which i've done before you know I, I like to encourage people and so never expected a response but you responded and we just kind of started going back and forth and eventually it led to a facetime call and and uh i think we we quickly became buddies um, yeah we're like just, brothers from a different mother and, yeah, uh, and yeah. we've never met in person but i think it's it shows the power of um it, it, it's stepping out and i think there's a lot of people that are afraid to push those buttons or how people are going to see them. I was listening to Peter Jordan Peterson this morning and it was really interesting because it was taking risks and stuff, taking, um, you know, don't being afraid, not being afraid of what other people are going to say, but instead go out and just do what you feel the right thing is. Um, I had a young man write on Facebook the other day. Um, I know him, but I don't know him well. Um, but I saw it and, it and it sounded like he was going to take his life. So I went on yeah. and I just typed something, you know, like, Hey man, there's a lot of people out here who care about you. Do not do that. Yeah. And about 20 minutes later, my phone rings at 6:30 in the morning, and it's him. And we probably had a 30-minute phone call, and he wrote me back and said, "Thank you for for doing that and yeah. for talking to me." And I feel better about you know. And yeah. and I think that's what you and I do for each other too. Yeah. Is we 
we're, we're friends and yeah. yet we've never met. I don't think you have to meet people. I mean, we'd like to meet each other. Right. right. But um, I'm, I'm holding out hope you're going to you're going to fly down for the wedding in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've taken my time off. I, I'm like in trouble. So 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 you're like a Christian guy. Yeah, I am. I'm like one like one of those weird. Yeah. So, weird Christian guys. So what tell, do this for me. I'm just going to start you right off because I feel like since you and I know each other, people will just right. jump into this and right. see. Um, hardest moment in your life. <laughs> oh man, yeah, pretty pretty easy. Uh, it was it was ten years ago on September first. I was at the time I was teaching at a school in West Texas. Um, it was my first year teaching, first first time at this school. Uh, the the sort of abbreviated version is that this school took a trip every year uh, to a different place. Uh, they called it the Adventure Club trip. And so my year, we were going to Zion National Park. Um, so the plan was to leave uh, West Texas, drive through the night uh, to get to Zion on a Saturday morning. And uh, we were all caravanning. So there was, I don't know, eight vehicles, eight Suburbans or something. And... Um, uh, at some point I, I took over driving and I, as I normally do, I, I got us lost because I'm directionally challenged. And so we were kind of separated from the rest of the pack, but we were still going to Zion. Um, so sometime around 2 AM, uh, I fell asleep driving. And as a result of that, I, there was a one car accident, a single car accident. So I, I woke up because I was going off the road. So I corrected. And when I did that, I, started going off on the other side. So then I corrected again. And with that correction, the vehicle flipped and that's all I remember. Um, I woke up and it was dark. I didn't know where I was. It had just very confused and scared and um, eventually kind of get helped out of this car. And I'm asking what, what happened? I have no idea what happened. And, and uh, eventually paramedics come and they put myself and one of the students that was in the car in the in ambulance and um i said what what happened and the guy just said i'm going to tell you right now two people are dead and so it kind of all clicked and i remembered shoot i was driving this car and you know there were four students and a dad in the car with me and you know i fell asleep and as a result these two boys died the other three were in icu for i think anywhere from two days to seven days and then i was in and out of the hospital. I, I banged my head on the driver's side glass and got knocked out and I've got a scar on my head. But the other result of being in the ER was that I uh, was coughing so much they did a chest x-ray and uh, they thought I had a collapsed lung, uh, but it was just some severe bruising. But as a result of the x-ray, my kidneys popped up and the nurse said, hey, um, get your kidneys checked out. It looks like there's cancer on your right kidney. So. Uh, just kind of the cherry on top of a horrible night. Um, um, and I can, I mean, I can keep, I can keep going, but it was, it was, you know, I thought I was going to jail for the rest of my life because I fell asleep and, and killed two boys. So then when I found out I had cancer, I mean, my immediate thought was I'm not going to tell anybody I'm going to let this cancer take over. That's what I deserve. I deserve some pain. You know, I, I deserve to have some kind of heartache uh, personally. And um Sorry. You're good. Um, and so that, that was my thought, you know, so you thought this was a punishment then. Yeah. 
or, or if it wasn't, I was going to make it a punishment. I, I was going to make sure that I was punished um, because it, you know, it's what I felt I deserved at the time. Yeah. So, so with the families, the parents of the kids yeah. that died, you have made amends with them. Oh yeah. So, so that happened, um, like I said, Saturday morning, 2 a.m. And so that Monday or Tuesday, I believe the younger boy who passed away, his parents contacted me almost immediately and they wanted to, to meet with me. So, um, I, I walked into their house, like I said, on that Monday or Tuesday and people were kind of going in and out, um, you know, consoling them. And so, uh, my family had come down at that time too. So we walked in the house and they, they beelined for me and immediately they, they both gave me hugs and they told me they loved me and they, they prayed for me and that they, they, they forgave me. They didn't want me to feel any, any guilt or shame or, uh, they knew it was an accident, you know? Um, and so, and the older boy who died, his mom, it took her a few weeks, but same thing. Uh, I met with her a few weeks later and she, uh, the line that she said that I will never forget. And that made me cry the most was, uh, she said, uh, I don't think I need to tell you this, but in case you need to hear it, I forgive you. Uh, just powerful words, you know? And I said, of course I need to hear that. Um, and that's how they, they still, I still talk with them periodically. And, and I mean, we don't talk about the accident really ever, but, um, to them, I'm just, I'm Matt, you know, I'm not Matt, the accident guy or, or whatever. I'm just, I'm Matt and they enjoy interacting with me and, um, though they're, they're invited to the wedding. And so um, from your perspective, Oh, seriously, both families are, well, I was closer with the younger boys family than the older, than the older boys. So, uh, just the younger one. Yeah. Just cause I know you and I think you're fine with this, but it doesn't go away. Right. Yeah. No, it, because Matt and I had you, you were in a funk mm -hmm. um, and around the time of the accident and Matt reaches out to me and says, I'm just having a hard time because that's all coming back. Yeah. And is that to, do people not understand that you think about when, when somebody, you know, what I mean? go ahead. I, 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 yeah. I mean, yes and no, I guess. I think people want to understand or, or they want to, they want to, be available, be helpful. But with something like that, I mean, uh, you know, there's not really much that people can do or say. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. But you know, how, how has that left a mark on your life? Yeah. I mean, for, for one, I, I'm, I think I'm more, I've become more forgiving of people. Uh, I have a hard time forgiving myself, but uh, just more Why? forgiving. Why? Uh, just because I'm hard on myself. Uh, Why are you hurting yourself? Come on, Rick. We're not supposed to be. No. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm, part of this is I'm an identical twin. And he's always been, I've always seen him as the older brother. He's He's been married for a decade and has two boys. And, um, you know, he started on the basketball team in high school or whatever. And, um, and so there's a little bit of comparison with my brother. Uh, or And I just, I, maybe I... I'm trying to hold myself to some high standard that doesn't exist. Um, nobody else has ever communicated to me that I'm not good enough in some way. It's, it's all me. Um, and so that, yeah, that's just, I've always, 
and I've, I'm working through it, I think, but I've always been somebody that, that uh, if you don't beat me up, I'm going to beat me up. Um, and I, I probably pass it off as false humility, but. So did that come from before the accident though, probably? Yeah. 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 The, the accident has, has, I think made me yeah be more forgiving of others and to not, to not stress out as much about little things that I don't need to stress about. Um, you know, so do you think Matt, that that's what, um, I mean, you just haven't found the right person and now you have, but you know, it's unusual to be 38 and not married. Yeah. And, and do you think that your self-worth talk in your head is what kind of kept you from? Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. There have certainly been uh, girls in the past I could have married and I mean, but I'm, I'm very thankful for Katie is my fiance's name. Uh, she's, she, uh, I mean, she could do so much better than me. <laughs> she has no See, idea. There you go, though. Now you're doing it. I know. I know. Um, yeah, I, I, that's definitely part of it. And, and she, you know, I, she, I, she's not perfect. She's got her own, own struggles on things, but um, it's, it's been really cool because we met almost a decade ago. And, and I just, I didn't see who she was, I think at the time. And and so now a decade later, here we are engaged and um, yeah, we're both, we're both very excited. Um, and so it, so yeah. how does, how does God play a role in your life? Uh, I mean, hopefully not always, but hopefully he's, he's kind of the lens through which I do everything. Um, you know, when, when the accident happened, I could have seen it as this random thing and maybe, maybe it was random, but. Um, and then I've just got to move on by myself, but, and even the parents, uh, of the boys that, that, you know, as another thing, as a real quick aside, the, the community that, that where this accident happened and, you know, lost their boys, they paid for my flights to Houston to go to MD Anderson and paid for my kidney surgery, uh, to, to remove the cancer. Um, and so like, for me, that is a, a big example of God's grace and like, these parents at best should be indifferent towards me, uh, but they, they choose to love me and, and go the extra mile, pay for stuff The by far the family, the younger boys family, and he would hate, they would hate that I said this, but they've given us the biggest uh, financial wedding present um, or biggest cost wedding present um, by far. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I think, um, everything I do, I, I, I try to do through the lens of, um, you know, one, does this please the Lord? Yes or no. Um, but then two, when things happen, it's like, well, is, is God trying to teach me something or is he trying to refine me in some way? Um, but then I think also it, it, it allows me to not get so worked up and so bent out of shape when I'm in traffic or, Whatever. Not to say that I'm perfect, because I'm, as you know, I'm certainly not perfect. <laughs> um, Sorry, I couldn't. Did you didn't read my lips saying far? far. <laughs> you know, I was listening to Peterson this morning, yeah, and he was talking about how fearful people are mm-hmm. of really going, um, like, well, asking your your partner, um, your friends, or something, um, like, really addressing issues to go deeper and we would rather just um kind of float yeah rather than go deeper and i was listening to another podcast a while back and they were talking about how young people have a really difficult time going deep do you have a tough time going deep i don't i don't think i do i mean our first 
FaceTime conversation, or maybe even before that was, you know, I felt like I was, I was talking to an uncle or, you know, an older brother immediately. You know, like we, I felt like we a slightly older brother, like in his early forties. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. That's not, <laughs> and I'm in my twenties. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's slightly older, not quite as good looking, uh, <laughs> but a hell of a lot more hair <laughs> on his head. <laughs> oh man, that's true. So yeah. do you, do you, what is your hope for, for your future now? You're, cause you're getting married in like two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. And, and Katie obviously knows all the, the yeah. well, most of the stuff from your past and all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So do you, the cancer was that, does that still have any residual lasting yeah. for you? Yeah. So I had, I had, um, I had a surgery and removed it. And then I had a checkup every year for five years. And then, um, it, my last checkup was in 2019, maybe 2020. And um, yeah, basically the doctor at that point was like, I don't know what you're still doing coming here. <laughs> uh, just because it uh, every year, you know, thereafter my kidney function kept improving and everything went great. And I was never given any kind of dietary restrictions or physical restrictions. And so I still have both kidneys. Just, my right one is just smaller. Um, so no, nothing. I've never felt anything. I mean, I, it was small enough. H had the accident not happened, I wouldn't have known I had kidney cancer until it was too late to. Is um, that, isn't that the weirdest part about it? I mean, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's the most, the most traumatic thing probably that's ever happened in your life. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a weird way to put, and I don't mean this, I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but it, it actually was a gift in some ways because yeah. it showed you something. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, two people died. Right. But it's just it, it. Do you kind of see life as like this story that you you don't you have control over it in some ways, but right. in other ways you don't. And how you know God has used those families to help you continually. Yeah. Um, so that should put that to rest for you, but it still doesn't because you're a human being. Right. Right. Yeah, and for a guy that beats himself up already, this is an interesting thought. Yeah, Let's somebody self-deprecates and kind of beats themselves up anyway. Um, you have everything telling you stop doing this. Mm -hmm. The families are close to you. You get your kidneys paid for, your kidney surgery paid for. I mean, you can't ask for a better situation from a horrible, horrible situation. Uh -huh. And yet you still beat yourself up. So yeah. how do you, how do you, how do you tell yourself the truth? Gosh, that's, I mean, it's, it's a constant reminding and, and thankfully I've got, you know, I wish you were around, you know, physically close to me that came out wrong maybe, but I've got, I've got friends around me um, and, and guys like you that, that remind me of, of truth. Um and it's sometimes unsolicited, which is great because I need that. Um, I had a buddy on the anniversary this year ask me, how, how do I have these opposing thoughts? Are they, you know, one of this self-deprecation, I'm the worst. And this other one, that's very grace-filled. And I remember, you know, ironically, I remember the accident fondly because of all the forgiveness and love that was shown to me. Um, but it's, uh, I just, you know, somehow they exist, but hopefully there, there's more of the grace and love and, and less of the self-deprecating, but yeah, it, it obviously happens. Um, and this year, especially since it was 10 years was tough. 
um, I, I spend, you know, I, I think God puts really important relationships around me and around everybody. Um, because when, when I forget, they, they can remind me of truth. Um, and so, and, you know, part of it is what, well, Rick, you, you're not a liar. I know you're not a liar. You're not somebody, you don't, you don't BS. Um, and so if you tell me something and it's, it's encouraging, well, then I have no reason not to believe you. I have to, I have to take that, I have to take you at your word and not think, well, Rick's just trying to, you know, give me my strokes and make me feel better. Well, no, you're, you're, you mean what you say. Right. So I have to remind myself. It's just a lot of, a lot of reminding myself of stuff. Uh, so, so here's an interesting question. And I don't know why I'm asking you this publicly, but I think it's kind of interesting is um, oh, now, now he's scared. Oh, here we go. Oh, here. <laughs> so when you had that bad day, why did you reach out to somebody that I'm, you're in Arkansas and I'm in, in Montana yeah. and, What's that? Am I, I am I safe? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think you're safe. I think I, I, at the time I, I knew that uh, you'd probably respond. Um, and and uh, and that I mean that to say you maybe it's a text or maybe you, your response is call me, or or you would just you know I, I just knew that you would in some way respond, um, and at least for the moment. And I was hoping not just for the moment, but to continue on. Um, you'd, you'd make me laugh and, and make me feel better. Like you're, you're a guy that like some other friends I have, you're, you're a good mix of, of empathy and sarcasm. And on, on a day like that, that's what I need. I need empathy and sarcasm. Right. Um, so that's, that's why I reached. Cause empathy is really who you are, but sarcasm yeah. is kind of how you code it. Right. And so if you're mixed with people that can do the same thing and understand that we can see, you know, I see through that, but it's also, you need that as right. a staff to kind of make it not hurt as bad. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're about to get married and yeah, I know you guys want to have children right away. So let's say you have a boy or a girl. Yeah. What will you, you tell them about your, your life? Oh man, that's a, what a great question. Um, I would I would tell them that uh, man I've I've made a ton of mistakes and I'm not I'm certainly not perfect but I've tried to do my best to trust the Lord and trust the friendships around me and the and the relationships around me um, as I'm as I kind of walk through each day but then also uh, it doesn't take much to to encourage someone you know. Um, you're really good at that. I mean, that's kind of your thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, part of this too, you know, a year and a half before the accident happened to the day, um, uh, my dad passed away suddenly he had a, he had a stroke. Um, and I didn't have the relationship with my dad that I wish I would have had. Um, and so since really ever since then, I've kind of, uh, I've thought, man, if somebody's important to me in any way, I want to tell them and I like, I want to almost ad nauseum. I want them to, to, if I die tomorrow, I want people to know, Hey, Matt cared about me, you know, because I do. And it, it's not, it's not fake. Um, it's, it's genuine, uh, that I, I, I love getting to connect with people. I think it's awesome to hear people's stories. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it, it just it really ever, you know, which is, this is more of an answer than you want probably, but, um, I'm really close with my fiance's father and I've, I've been so thankful for that. Um, cause he's, 
he he hates it when I call him my father-in-law just because he likes to be called buddy or brother or whatever. But um, it, it's nice to have somebody that's cons- going to be consistently in my life um, that I can bounce things off of. And just that is a, he is a father, you know, he's got the role, the title, I'm sorry, the role of title, the role of father in his title. Good grief. I couldn't say that. Um, and so that's, that's really important to me too, is, uh, is, is making sure people know that I think they're awesome. Cause for the most part, people are awesome. I mean, excluding anybody with the last name dancer, but my my relatives tap and fan are going to be very 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 angry. Oh my! God. So and and bubbles, she's not going to like you either. Um, <laughs> my parents could have done harm. I kept. I have three sisters: bubbles, tap, and belly. <laughs> I'm kidding. That, that's not yeah. the real. So, do you think it's kind of interesting that how um, how God is a restorer? I mean, your life. If you were going to sit down and say, "What is Matt?" Slavic's life about. Yeah. It's restoration. It's uh-huh. restoration. So horrible thing happens. And and it's and and no offense to you, but you're just a dumb shit. And it yeah. has nothing to do with you. <laughs> but it's how it's like here's this c- continual cycle of you need uh-huh. a dad, you have a father-in-law yeah. who's never your dad. Yeah. You end up accidentally killing two people, and those yeah. parents become people who then are re- helping to restore you. Right. Um, your kidney, it gets restored because of yeah. this whole thing. It gets found out because this, I mean, you're, it's like this whole thing. I wonder if that's like the theme that has, you know, I, I wonder, I think, you know, if God has a plan for us and he has a, a, a thing that he's doing with us, if, if it, there's not a, a word, you know, that yeah. comes over people's names, I would think that yours would be the restorer because oh, not yeah. only do you restore when you call me, you make me feel really good and you're yeah. restoring something in me. You also need restoration. Yeah. And so you know what that feels like. So when somebody needs restoring, you're able to do it, but you need that back as well. No, yeah, that's good. I mean, I think, well, I hadn't thought about that, but that, that is very good. And, and just as a, when we do meet, you're going to need to restore after the ass whooping that I give you too. Sorry. I just wanted to say that. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I think inspiration after my ass. Whip. <laughs> That's always threatening to whip my ass when I, he doesn't, like, I mean. he doesn't like it when, when my comments trump his, and I don't mean Donald Trump. I just mean Trump, his comments. Well, and really, we really do each other all the time This stuff, you know, well, you know, and, I, and I'm, I've got an identical twin. So we, we, we go back and forth a lot too. See, and that's the funny thing we have in common. I don't have an identical twin because she's not nearly as good looking as me. She said, does have the same beard, but she's not nearly as good looking <laughs> as me, but my, my twin sister. So, yeah, you know, maybe that that would be a weird thing to come from. And, I, and you're, you guys are identical. I see the picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tell them really quickly about your podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it, it was born out of a uh, just out of a desire to spend time with each other because we, my brother and I, Although we were twins or we are twins, we weren't close growing up. We had the same friends, same interests. We just, we weren't friends until the time our dad died. Uh, and I've always lived in a different state until about three years ago. Uh, I lived in Texas for a while. And then, uh, I mean, after college, Texas and then Idaho. And um, and so we just kind of were like, man, we had some time lost and we want to make up for it. And so for us, it's just a, it's just a way to connect uh, intentionally and, so I tell people it's not if you're looking for substance, don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> but basically, we'll, 
it seems like we land on on top 10 things so like top 10 restaurants or top 10 movies or something but it's just a way for us to talk and if people want to listen to it they can but what's it called tell them what it's called we, <laughs> uh, not a clever name but it's called twintastic tuesday <laughs> i think it's a clever name um did you hear that just that's kind of interesting too is your father passed away which then restored your relationship with your brother. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. You see, maybe that's the key here, Matt, is not not just with you, but with everybody. If, if you allow um, restoration to happen um, it, it, out of bad, really, really good things can happen. Yeah. But, but don't expect to see it when it's happening. Right. Um, but years later, and, yeah. you know, and I think what life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we can say, I don't have a good relationship. I don't have, I'll never have a relationship with my brother. Instead, you said, uh, dad's gone. We got to figure this out. Yeah. Together. yeah. And you do yeah. that. That's, I think that's a good uh, lesson for everybody. Yeah. The, uh, the rear view, rear view mirror is always nicer to look into than the, than the, uh, windshield, you know, the front window, um, yeah. or it's easy to see what's, what was going on, but yeah so man that's good rick uh, you know i'm i might i might keep you around man <laughs> just might keep it yeah, i don't yeah, good because can i stop can i stop that 20 dollars a week payment i have to the friend, you call it friendship clause or something in the contract i signed i'll, I'll take it down to 15. okay god because you're about breaking me i says i have to you know i'm so obnoxious i have to pay for friends you know that yeah. kind of thing that's right it's like matt feeling bad god here's my 15 dollars, and then i get a text yeah what do you need oh no i'm really interested in your world rick yeah no yeah rick who rick, <laughs> is this rick johnson or rick dancer What's your name? Uh, mick is it uh, mick. oh rick. yeah i'm sorry mick. matt thanks for taking your time to yes, sir. Um, chat with us i i really like doing stuff like this and um yeah. i think that's how people learn is how i learn and yeah, uh, just by having a conversation with people. So um, well, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's no, awesome. I, I welcome you anytime. And if you have something come up that needs to be talked about, let's do it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Love you. Love you too. All right. See you, Matt. Bye. All right. So that's Matt, my friend, Matt. So see how that works. It's just, um, it's called conversation. It's the art of conversation. And I think um, what I learned from that, not just that conversation, but from, um, you know, I, I feel like um, there's some discernment involved in all that because I mean, I get a lot of people writing me and stuff, and I don't, I don't acknowledge anything, but I'll hear when somebody like like a Matt um, wrote me, and I went, I just hear this little thing, and and, and it's not like God, I, I think it's God whispering in my ear, but I don't hear Him going like that bullshit. Um, I just feel like it's reach out. And then and you do and things happen. I've had just as many times when I didn't and more times when I did and I stopped. So you, you it, it's all a dance. You know, I've told you this before. Life is a dance and you find partners, you find people to dance with. And I think when we're all done with this world and into the next life, whatever that is for you or me or however that works, we don't know. Um, but I think you'll be matched up with those people. Um, this is the team you're building on earth, the team that you will spend eternity with. I honestly believe that with everything inside of me. Um, so do you want to have an interesting life with a large team or do you want to have a, a selfish life with few people in it? Well, I want to have a, I want to have a life that, that um, I can experience everything. So you take a chance and you risk it. Um, and then you back off if it doesn't work. But fortunately for me um, in this relationship, it, it works. So 
that's a good thing. Um, and I love watching his life change. <laughs> and I love the fact that he's 38 years old and he's still a virgin and he's going to have a, get married finally and have a family and all that stuff. Cause that is, that is a rarity in our culture. I, I don't care if you're not or not. I wasn't, but you know, it, that's not the point. I think there's something profound about that. So for me, to me, all right, so our sponsors are Cristiano Family Dentistry, um, where everybody matters. And uh, now is the time of year you need to get in there and get your dental appointments because people are booking them up like crazy and Bratlin is busier than heck. Um, oh, and later this month, Michael's involved with a group that makes their own crowns right here in, in the United States. They're not Chinese crowns. These are real American crowns, and they last, and they're made out of good material, and they're less expensive. So he's going to be a coming up later this month. And we got so much stuff planning. I'm, I've got a lady who does chainsaw art in Oregon who made my Wally the bear um, tonight, or this is not tonight because this is airing on Wednesday. Last night, go back and look at that sheet. There's a, a forest here in uh, Montana that is one of the most forested areas and they're trying some new forest management plans on it. So um, we're going to talk about that this evening. All right. Um, I'm going to run a couple of ads real quick here and then we'll let you guys go. This is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental. Just because we live in Oregon doesn't mean we have to accept this crazy left-wing ideology the rest of our lives. We don't have to succumb to CRT, gender identity, indoctrination, out-of-control homelessness, crime, and so on. We can actually make a change, and it starts with the next election. Right now, it is our responsibility to make sure that those who share our same values are elected in November. Make sure you and everyone that you know actually votes. We can and will take back Oregon. And joining us is John and Peggy Devereaux. Um, yeah. they, are, they are part of the Albert Taylor gang. Yes. <laughs> How long have you guys been with Albert Taylor, Peggy? Oh, I, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Since the early 80s? In the, the 80s, in so we couldn't do anything without Josh. Well, you could do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but Josh takes us uh, to Wendy's, thrift shopping, grocery shopping. You know, I mean, and honestly, uh, they they see the best in people. You know, and um, and people tend to see the best in them. You know, they're honestly some of the most accepting and friendly people that I know. So, if you're looking for a career or a job or something that really makes a difference in people's lives, and uh, to be around honest people who will tell you the truth all the time. Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities. Check out their website, look under jobs, and you can find out how to get involved with them. They're always looking for good people, um, and you might just be one of them. All right, I'm Rick Dancer. We will see you right here tomorrow night with Kim Stark, Compton Wines. Um, who else is going to be with us tomorrow? Oh, and Bill London will be here with his newscast for the week. All right, share this on your page. Let other people know what's going on. Have a good night. Let us know how you, what you think of this new series. I'd love to hear from you.